the beat of fear within you. Fear that will rise to a shattering crescendo of terror. You have strayed into a world of evil, where frightened people are held in the grip of unearthly horror. Beware of pity for the handsome prisoner in the Castle Meister. Beware of love, for in your heart is only the pulsating throb of terror. Starring Peter Cushing, as the doctor locked in mortal combat with overwhelming evil. Also starring Frida Jackson as Greta, who served the vampires with insane loyalty. <laughs> you needn't be afraid, she's dead. Martita Hunt, the Baroness, victim of her own son. Beautiful Yvonne Morlore, France's latest sex kitten, as Marianne whose beauty was her passport to the twilight world of the undead. <laughs> David Peel as the Baron, blindingly handsome, yet his kiss transformed the most beautiful girls into monsters. Hi guys, welcome to episode 3 of Boobs, Blood, and Badasses. I'm your co-host, Ro Lauren. And I'm your host, Dr. Chris. And tonight we are covering Brides of Dracula on the Hammer Horror Podcast. Or Brides okay. of the Baron. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Dracula's not really, uh, literally is not in this, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. We'll start with our plot synopsis. Our film tonight, The Brides of Dracula, was released on September 5th, 1960, directed by Terence Fisher, and starring Peter Cushing, Martita Hunt, Yvonne Manlor, Henry Oscar. Oh. I meant David Peel. David Peel. The, the stars were Peter Cushing, Marita Hunt, Yvonne Manlor, Freda Jackson, and David Peel are pretty much yeah. the main cast of main. characters. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fine. The, secondary. Okay. Our film opens with a young woman, Danielle, played by Yvonne Manlor, riding a stagecoach on her way to Lang's school to teach young girls French. This film is canonically after the first horror of Dracula, so Dracula is dead, but more on this later. The stagecoach stops in a village where Danielle grabs a bite to eat. While there, the coach driver is given money by a mysterious stranger, and he rides off into the night without her. The inn owners tell Danielle that she cannot stay overnight as they have no more room. Suddenly, an older woman, who introduces herself as the Baroness Meinster, played by Martita Hunt, arrives and invites Danielle to stay the night in her castle up the hill. At the chateau, Danielle meets her servant Greta, played by Frida Jackson. While Danielle is preparing for dinner with the Baroness, she sees a young man on the balcony below hers. While at dinner, 
she asks uh, the Baroness who the man was. She explains that that madman is her son, who she never sees, as he is locked up in a different part of the castle. After dinner, Danielle sees the Baron standing on the balcony, convinced he's going to jump. She races down to him, and we meet the handsome son, Baron Meinster, played by David Peel. He tells her everything his mother says is a lie, and that he needs the key to be released from his ankle lock so that he may be free. Danielle helps him escape, and chaos ensues. He starts by killing his mother, the Baroness, and running off into the night. Danielle is found in the woods by Van Helsing, played by Peter Cushing, who is on his way into town. When they arrive back, it is known that a village girl has been killed. Van Helsing brings Danielle to the Lang School to make her prom and makes her promise not to tell anyone what she saw in the Baroness's chateau. That night, Van Helsing witnesses Greta waking the village girl from the ground as a vampire bride. Van Helsing runs off to the castle after help from the town priest and meets the Baroness, who is now a vampire. She wishes for the release from the horrible deeds she committed by letting her son become this way, and Van Helsing stakes her in the heart. While Danielle is at school, the Baron arrives and they announce that they are engaged to be married. Gina, played by Andre Melli, tells her how jealous she is and how she wishes that the, she was the Baron's fiancé instead. The Baron breaks into Gina's room, seduces her, and bites her, thus creating another bride. The Baron, Greta, and the two brides are hiding in the old windmill, so Van Helsing sets off to destroy them. The Baron and Van Helsing fight, and Helsing is bitten. He is able to rid himself of the curse by branding himself in the neck, then dousing it in holy water. The Baron returns with Danielle, but not before, or, but before he can bite her, Van Helsing slings the rest of the holy water on his face, disfiguring him and causing the Baron to knock over the hot coals and set the mill on fire. As the Baron tries to flee, Van Helsing uses the windmill to cast a shadow of a cross on the ground and kills him. As credits roll. Yes. <laughs> Why is this movie called The Brides of Dracula? When there, there is no Dracula. The, the title opening sequence even says Dracula is dead. Right. Yeah, there is, that's, and I think that's the only time at all that they even mention the word or name Dracula. Honestly, if it wasn't for Van Helsing in this, it would be hard to even consider it kind of in the same time frame or the same, like, universe. The original script written by Jiminy, uh, sorry, Jimmy Sangster was supposed to be <laughs> called The Disciples of Dracula, with Dracula making a cameo appearance, uh, but being about an acolyte of his that would for basically be the plot of the movie then afterwards. But that all got scrapped, rewritten, everything of Dracula got removed, but Van Helsing got added in, and it's just kind of a mess. This movie is basically not a mess in the plot line. It's pretty straightforward. Yes. Teacher goes to the castle... Vampire gets freed, Van Helsing's gonna stop him, bunch of women are getting captured, Van Helsing's <laughs> gonna stop him, he's gonna save the, uh, the our main female heroine. That's fine. It's a pretty simple plot line. It's not overly complicated. What makes it complicated is the title just is, is just terrible. It's like calling Friday the 13th the series Friday the 13th when it has nothing to do with Jason or Friday the 13th. In England right. it was called, or Canada, it was called Friday's Curse. <laughs> Moving on. I just wanted to get that out of the way right from the beginning, that the title of the yeah. movie kind of sucks and ruins the film itself. But overall, the movie is not a terrible Hammer film. No, it's not. I mean, <clears throat> there apparently was tons of rewrites for this film. It went through like three different writers. Um, and I think Terrence Fisher 
and Peter Cushing and um, the one other writer all had completely different like ideas about how they wanted the plot to go and how they wanted the ending to be and how they're going to characterize Van Helsing. So, I mean, for all the issues that they had behind the scenes, I do think that the film still feels pretty cohesive, I would say. The question is, so the school teacher comes, she meets the Baroness, and then she moves on to the castle. Is this the same castle that Dracula was in that was killed by Van Helsing? It doesn't you know, really look like it. And in some ways it does, but it doesn't yeah, feel like it is. I thought the same thing because they still are in like whatever Germany <laughs> or like the weird Transylvania Germany place that was in the first one. But she, uh, the I think the, the teacher, she asks Van Helsing if he knows of her, um, of that castle. And he just says he knows of it. So I don't know if he was just being like, sly or or if he was being serious now i thought this was terence fisher's final dracula film but actually no that's not true his next uh the next dracula film prince of darkness will be his final time directing a dracula movie okay now the reason why uh van helsing is not the main uh hero in all of these movies because as much as this movie is not a terrible movie i think any scene without peter cushing being van helsing in it is not as good as the scenes with him in it oh i agree the vampire in this movie is not great in my opinion um and the brides of dracula are you oh. counting his mom and the maid? I mean, we really don't even get any women to become the brides of Dracula until late in the movie, and it's Greta and um, so it's it's the village girl and it's Gina, Gina, her, like, Gina, co-worker. yeah, right, yeah. right, right, and also brides of Dracula. How many brides are there in fiction? Three, right. So there's only two here, right? Um, which is okay. We don't. I guess need to have three, but typically when you think of the Brides of Dracula, it always goes back to that novel, there being three women. Right. Um, well, and I was also confused because she, the Baroness mentions that some weird people came and turned her son into that, but she, it never like makes it explicitly clear on who did that. Also, this uh, is the most naive woman on the face of the goddamn planet, this school uh, teacher. Oh, God. I know. She's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean my friends are dying from my fiancé? What do you mean I released him and he's suddenly people are dead? You can't be serious. I don't what? believe you. I like her accent, though, but God, she oh. is just dumb as a post. <laughs> oh, I know. That's all I could think through the whole movie. I'm like, girl, are you this stupid? <laughs> We've gone over Peter Cushing's INDB. Now, if you bring up Yvonne Manlur, it's got yeah. the worst, most offensive, probably picture of her as on IMDb as her thumbnail. She yeah, is dressed as a so Native much... American. <laughs> uh, yeah, because she's really quite gorgeous, and then that picture of her is terrible. Okay, but in all defense, being PC about things is not the way of the French. No, the nineteen like sixties. Right, and. <laughs> Even today, in 2019, which, by the way, she only died two years ago. Oh, yeah, 2017. Uh, so she's had plenty of time to change her IMDb. But uh, she stopped acting in 1969. So it's like, what the hell did she do from 1969 to 2017? Did she just become, yeah. like, a mother? Did she become, like, <laughs> just quit acting and do other things? It's it's kind of, like, just not there. But, yeah, you're right. This woman is incredibly gorgeous. It says, lived most of her remaining life in Paris, occasionally attending film festival and conventions. So she probably started the convent- doing the convention circuit in the 1970s because that's when the convention market started coming up 
together in the 70s oh, with yeah. Star Trek and Dark Shadows having their own conventions. And also mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con was founded in 1974. I didn't know that she was considered to be in Thunderball. She probably would have been great in Thunderball. That's a James Bond movie, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I could see that. She was in Circus of Horror and not much else that I've ever seen. A lot of French stuff, and I'm not yeah, big like, on French movies. I tried movies. to look through it, and they were all, a lot of them were French films <laughs> that I'm not familiar with. Right. The Baroness Meister, Meister, elderly actress by the time this movie came around because she actually dies a few years later in 1969, but she was born in 1900. Amazing. Yeah, long career. <laughs> but she was on... She did a lot of stuff too, but... Nothing uh, I've ever seen. Yeah, nothing that I'm familiar with either. This is, I mean, this is like acting a, through like her whole life, basically. Right. This is one of the same problems that comes up with on the Adams family. We you have two co-hosts that are in their 30s that are that know the Adams family, but a lot of the uh, guest stars are like people from stuff I just never watched. Unless right. it's something like one of the most recent episodes we just covered. Jack Lane guest star. Jack Lane's this famous bodybuilder playing himself. And uh, one episode of the Adams family had a the woman who would play Aunt May in the original 1970s Spider-Man television series. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was really cool. And uh, coming up in November, I'm actually going to meet the actor, the first actor to ever play Spider-Man on the CBS 1970s television series. Oh my god, yes! Lives in Australia most of the time, but he's making an incredibly rare United States appearance in Framingham, Massachusetts, where I live. That's so cool! It is! I grew up on that Spider-Man show. I mean, we didn't have the glutton of Marvel movies like we do today when I was growing up as a kid. We had like Lou Ferrigno's Incredible Hulk and the Batman movies, and that is really it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so every once in a while, we'd get a crappy comic book movie like the Captain America or the Punisher movie or the Crow or Howard the Duck or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a, a bag of mixed bag of good and bad. Uh, Dick oh, Tracy, yeah. The Rocketeer. Nobody knew those were based on comic books when you were 10 years old. When you're an adult, no. yeah. But when you're 10, you're just like, oh, this is a comic book? And then you try to read the comic book, you're like, I don't like this. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, God. I remember watching Howard the Duck a lot as a kid. It was so that movie's such a such a time. You didn't uh, you weren't one of those women that was like into bestiality in Howard the Duck, were you? No. I mostly liked the the uh girl. Like she was like Oh, cute well that's Leah Thompson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're back to the like, future. <laughs> like, oh fuck yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> that's Marty's mom, yeah. <laughs> but the Baron, she was in a Tale of Two Cities. I think this is her only it looks like her only Hammer movie, but she was in, uh, she was the Digean, Stygian, Stygian, uh, witch in Clash of the Titans, and that was the last thing she ever did. Wow. I feel like I knew, when I was watching this, I couldn't help but feel like I knew her face from somewhere, so I, I went to look at her, her IMDb almost immediately, but nothing really stood out to me, so I wonder if she just has one of those, like, old lady faces, I don't know, but I could have sworn I recognized her from something, but I nothing nothing comes to mind that I'm seeing. So once our school teacher gets to the castle, then what happens? Then she, is, she sees, uh, well, she sees that the table is set for two, and she asks Greta, like, why what am i intruding was there a guest why is the table set for two greta's like oh no she she just always she always does that she always has a two setting just in case someone's here which i don't really know why that scene is there (laughs) i guess to point that they're all weirdos i don't really know but then while she's getting ready to go have dinner she sees the she sees a man in the balcony across from her and uh she goes, she asks Greta and Greta's like, there's no one else. I'm the only servant. Then when she finally goes to get 
down for dinner with with the Baroness. The Baroness explains that that is her son, that she doesn't ever get to see him. He's locked up behind a different door, a different part of the castle. Greta is the only one who takes care of him and that she's like very full of regrets. And she's very, I thought the Baroness was a really interesting character that her son is a madman and it's all of her fault. And that, that does become elaborated on a little bit later. And that apparently she really liked his little wildness about him. And that in her youth, or like when they were both younger, she would invite a bunch of people over to the house and have like little, I guess, parties. And then one day, some not so nice guests came over and turned the Baron into a vampire. But that's, we were never really told who it was or why. <laughs> and then it, she admits that instead of taking him to a doctor, she... Tell she locks him up, literally locks him by a chain, like an ankle chain, to his room, and has Greta take care of him by getting young women and uh, keeping him young by giving him the blood of young women. What a good mother! Right? So, what a lovely mom cares about her son so much. Yeah, very creepy. Oh, here's this young virgin I picked up for you. Except for the school teacher, <laughs> she's just like, no, you mustn't ever free. And then, like the the maid—that's the maid, right? The maid, the other yeah. woman. Okay. I had the impression watching this the first time without paying attention to it, like I do now, taking notes, <laughs> that mom and the maid something else was going on that in 1960s we would not talk about but in 2019 we would have every, if this movie came out today everybody okay, so on freaking twitter would be like oh the mom and the maid are total lesbians i had a lot of weird feelings about this movie in that aspect so like there was that between the two of them because they were very weirdly close and very protective of each other even though i think greta was pro was greta a vampire the whole time or part of the time i don't know but she was very protective of the baroness and i kind of felt that too but then there was that the doctor not van helsing but the other older guy who comes in later like much later in the film and he's talking all this weird stuff and it was like probably back then i guess wouldn't be wouldn't be taken as like kinky but now i was like that's really weird dude like um dr tobler tobler he was just so weird. He just babbled on about weird drugs. And then his scene with the, the pot, the boiled water, when she asked the inn owner to hold his head above the boiled water. And he was like saying these weird things about, I think it was wanting, wanting to get, I don't know what it was. It was like wanting to get beaten or held by the Baroness or something. It or no, not the Baroness, the, the innkeep, the uh, the the, yeah, uh, the the waitress, the school teacher. Or no, not, no, not no, 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 no. That's the that's they're at the inn when he's yeah. doing the the vaping or whatever it is he's yeah, doing. Yeah. That is just the uh, the innkeeper's uh, wife, I believe. Yes, and he's like, but don't pay any mind to what I say. And, and then she does, so and then he holds her head under, and he's just like, why did you? It's just because you were screaming. I told you not to listen to me. Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> that, that that character just did not need to be in this movie whatsoever. God, he drank so much. Everybody yeah. is drinking so much in these movies, and it's that, what is it, red wine? Is it cognac? What is it? Yes, it was red wine, or some kind of wine, because the Baroness makes a point to say, you know, it's not like that valley wine that you get in Paris. It's this fancy wine from germany and um, i was like okay sure. Van Helsing at this point now is a full-fledged vampire hunter 
Yes. <laughs> and this is the last time we will see Van Helsing in any of the movies until Dracula 1972 AD. He's in the prologue and then he's the um well he's two Van Helsings. He's like Van Helsing back then in a prologue <laughs> sequence which We'll get there when we get there because the continuity of the beginning of that movie doesn't make a lot of sense compared to the last <laughs> film, which Van Helsing is not in. The reason why is because Peter Cushing was going to be the le- the lead in his own film series, Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Dr. Frankenstein in various, you know, name changes. Hopefully you were able to catch our last episode, which was The Curse of Frankenstein. Yeah. So the next really ep- several episodes, we're not going to be alternating back and forth between Dracula and Frankenstein. We're going to be going full Floyd with Dracula and then switching over to the Frankenstein movies. So, but back to the episode, back to the movie that we are currently talking about. I just again noticed there's a massive amount of drinking in this episode. This yes. guy in particular drinks more often than I thought than Ulysses S. Grant, um, <laughs> who was known for being like a silly raging alcoholic back in his uh, yes. presidential days. Why does kids, you know, civil war and drugs? Oh, he's... right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. They also point out, uh, so just before all this happens, there's the fourth date marriage. Marion and the Baron get engaged after only having met twice. Why does she get engaged to this guy knowing all the creepy crap that happened at the castle before she finally got to the school? Also, this is one of those things where, like, you can't have a male. I mean, things were different back then, but, like, she's a, she's a full-grown adult and she can't. She can't have a boyfriend, I guess. Okay, also, the headmaster yeah. is kind of an asshole, and he's just like, no excuses, you were late. Yeah. And Van Helsing's like, shut the fuck up. She was late because her carriage broke down and vampires nearly tried to kill her. <laughs> oh, I love, that scene was so funny to me because the, the two women were like, oh, I mean, yeah, it was unavoidable. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And then Van Helsing comes in and he's like, got his Ow. business card. I'm a doctor, bitch. And the guy's like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I take everything back. Gina and... Okay, so who gets turned first? Uh, the, the village girl gets turned into a vampire before Gina? I Yes, yeah. Okay. Because as soon as they get back to the village, because it's like um, after, after Danielle releases um, the Baron and he just like tr- kills his mom and then it goes off away and I guess she tries to run away and passes out somewhere in the forest. Van Helsing happens to find her. And I think by the time they get back to the village, um, they everyone's like all upset because the village girl is been killed, who has no name. She's just village girl. Okay, yeah, I, I was gonna say we never get this chick's name, right? Okay, no, she's just village girl. <laughs> all of the blood from this episode comes from like Gina and like various people on the neck, but it's not a really big bloody kind of movie either. Yeah. I gotta say, I was like, holy shit, there are so many women, and they're all so conservatively dressed. Even the, quote, brides of Dracula. They're just like in little nightgowns. There's no boobs, and there's barely any blood. I was so sad. (laughs) Yeah, very, very light on a lot of that in this movie. The badass of the movie, I would have to say, is probably, of course, Peter Cushing, because (laughs) I think in terms of fight scenes, um, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, the fight scene between him and the Baron is a bigger fight scene than between him and Dracula in the previous movie. Yeah, it was awesome, actually. It didn't last long, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> the fucking Baron had a... Uh, he was just swinging around a metal chain. So not, He just, like, picks up the fucking chain. Back, and just starts swinging it. 
Backtracking just a little bit. Yeah. Backtracking just a little bit. When Gina and the school teacher are having their girl time at the fireplace, Gina is like beautiful in this movie. When she becomes a vampire and they're a little bit too much of the face makeup, but she's <laughs> wishing that the Baron had chosen her and then the Baron shows up and chooses to turn her into a vampire. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. She was like... God, I love your fiance, man. He's real hot, and I would, I love him. I wish I, and I wish I was his fiance. And Danielle was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed. Bye. And then she gets her wish. It's really cool because they did that little mirror scene where she's just like looking at herself in the mirror, and then the Baron appears from behind her. But she, I guess she can feel his presence, but she can't see him. So that was, that was pretty neat that they actually incorporated that this time. Why the he- I mean, did people get engaged that fast back then? I, I feel like they must have. I don't know. It's ridiculous to me, though. It is that, funny that so- uh, Van Helsing gets bitten by the Baron. Mm-hmm. It doesn't turn into a vampire. And the struggle it takes him to burn, cauterize the wound so he doesn't turn into a vampire takes a little wa- while. The weird thing is... When the Baron bites Van Helsing, the brides are standing there in the doorway above him watching. We don't see them again until the fight scene. But during the entire time Van Helsing is trying to cure himself of his vampirism, where the hell are the brides? Why aren't they going, oh, leftovers, you know? Yeah, I actually, I thought that the whole time the brides were, that whole last bit in the mill, because... I expected them to do a little bit more. And they just were kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, in Greek theater, there's a chorus. So they're kind of like little, uh, the chorus usually kind of tells what's happening. They're on the sidelines. So it kind of really reminded me of that. They just, they're in the background making faces at what's happening. They're the little audience members with with the audience. (laughs) They really didn't do anything. And then when the mill burns down, I don't know. I thought they ran away. I thought they ran through the door, but I guess they died. I have no idea. When you watch the scene where the mill is set on fire, they exit stage left, and it almost <laughs> a way that is not running away, but like somebody off screen is giving them direct because that's a set. That's a built little yeah. thing, probably you know a foot off the ground with stairs or whatever. And then right. behind the set, there's probably a staircase leading down for them. They exit stage left. That's it. We never see those characters ever again. Unless right. in one of the other Dracula movies coming up, and I can't remember if it's Prince or something else, there is an opening sequence of one of the Dracula movies where a woman is hanging upside down being bled out. Oh. We don't know who this woman is. The movie opens this way. There's no explanation of where she came from or who did it. And the theory is it's one of these two women, but it's not the same actress. Oh, okay. Well, and then there's Greta, too, who was just kind of on the floor. And I didn't think she was 100% dead because it's not, she wasn't staked or anything. She just kind of fell down. So I well, guess oh, she Oh, yeah, burned. Greta, Greta. Yeah, no, no, Greta was killed, I think. Yeah. I thought uh, Greta was killed by Van Helsing. Oh, did he, did he stake her? Because I thought, oh, I, I don't thought know. she died somehow. I don't. He hold went on to second. grab hold the, on, the cross hold on, hold on. from hand. Um, I don't know. It was right, that uh, part. Marion tells Van Helsing what Gina told her. The vampire goes to the old mill and manages to find the Baron's coffin and is soon confronted by both the Meister's brides as well as Greta. Van Helsing wards the brides off with a cross, but Greta, who is still human, wrestles it away oh. from him only to trip and plummet from the rafters, dying in the fall. So she probably dies from a broken neck. Okay. I had For some reason, I totally thought Greta was not – I thought Greta was undead. 
Holy shit. Okay, never mind. So that you get bitten by it. a vampire, cauterize the wound, and then throw holy water on it, and then you're fine. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Cleans up <laughs> in a jiffy. pretty awesome. He did I a really cool so. job because he, like, held on to the rope with one hand to ca- and then cauterized his Oh, it's probably, I mean, I mean, have you ever burned yourself that badly before? It probably hurts like not hell. Not that badly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty badly, but not quite that badly. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got to hold on to something because he probably would have passed out from the pain. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was really cool. Also, him using the giant cross, uh, sorry, the windmill to make a giant cross of shadow was Mm -hmm. incredibly intelligent because he is a man of God, or at least he believes in God enough for that to work. I mean, a lot of times you have to use, you have to have faith in order for that to work on me. Mr. Vincent, which is the line Jeremy Dandridge says in Fright Night. I think I mentioned this before in a previous episode. Maybe uh, the vampire, the last, the last Dracula movie we did, Wolverine in the X Men issue where they fight Dracula tries to make a cross with his claws, and Dracula just backhands Wolverine immediately. <laughs> but when Nightcrawler picks up Kitty's stakes and creates a cross with them or whatever, like light kind of comes out of the cross or whatever towards Dracula, and he is like completely and utterly just like immobilized by. Nightcrawler's faith in God, and he his his line to Nightcrawler is "Bah! How can a foul-looking demon such yourself believe in the Lord who would curse you with such a demonic appearance?" And he's like, "Does he goes?" And Nightcrawler says in his German accent, "Because despite my appearance or whatever, God loves all of His children, no matter what they look like." <laughs> and and Nightcrawler is able to not defeat Dracula, but but you know incapacitate him temporarily. Right. Um, something again, Wolverine couldn't even do with his adamantium claws. Right. So very cool scene. One of my favorite scenes in any any comic book ever is Nightcrawler able to defeat Dracula with his devoted faith as a Catholic. Oh my God! I just remembered something else weird that that drunk doctor said. Oh what? Talking about how the village girl died, which also was a very interesting scene when Greta got her back up out of the grave, which I'll talk about in a second. But um. The when she or I don't remember I think it was with the village girl maybe with Gina when one of those two girls died the doctor asks uh, Van Helsing like what do you think what do you think killed her and uh, or vice versa Van Helsing asks Dr. Tobler what do you think killed her and the guy was like I don't know probably uh, an animal that looks like a bite so probably an animal you know those villagers they're always fondling the animals in the woods and I was like wait what the fuck are you talking about yeah he says a cat or a dog I'm like what are you that stupid even back then in the uh, not 1960s but whatever time period this movie yeah. takes place in a cat I was like are you are you insinuating that the village girls are running out in the middle of the night and fucking random forest animals and that's why she died? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Who is this drunk guy? Get him out of here. <laughs> so, by the way, Lee was asked to be in this movie, but he what? refused because he wanted didn't want to be typecast. Um, yeah. And then he would it would take him six years to return to the Dracula films out of need for money yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it really felt weird not having christopher lee in this not having dracula in this at all again they should have just called it brides of the vampire would have made more sense like literally anything else literally (laughs) anything else oh the the scene though when the village girl does get out of the ground which was very interesting yes yes um she First, when you like first see her finally reaching through, it's just like her hand is coming out of the dirt. But then, in like literally the next cut, she just opens the coffin. <laughs> mm. So, I it just I mean 
I get it. It's 1960s. They were working with what they had. It was just funny to me. I couldn't not notice that the first cut, she was just crawling out of the dirt. And then the second cut, she was just opening the coffin. Windmills are a staple in horror movies. Uh, Going back to the original Frankenstein movie ends at a windmill. If you also remember Army of Darkness, Ash takes refuge in a windmill from the evil dead chasing him through the woods. I love that movie so much. In Van Helsing, (laughs) uh, the opening sequence is homage to Frankenstein opening up at a windmill. Yeah. There is a movie called The Windmill Massacre. It's a slasher movie from from um, from uh, the Dutch. Came out in 19 uh sorry, 2016. Unsuspecting oh. tourists awaken a mysterious evil in the Dutch countryside after their tour bus breaks down, straying them at an abandoned barn beside a sinister windmill where a miller used to grind the bones of locals. And by the way, this killer's got like a cool look. He's got like a not a bag over his head. But it's kind of like a stitched up mask around his head with straggly hair. And he's got like a giant scythe and a chain. It looks kind of like a cool movie. And apparently it's on Netflix. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. That looks kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, neat. According to Google, it looks like you can watch it on Netflix if you have Netflix. Sweet. The female lead of it, uh, Charlotte Beaumont, is mm, 24 (laughs) years old. And she looks very nice she was on Broadchurch, which i loved which was a oh, david tennant show yeah, yeah i've only seen the first two seasons though i didn't know there was a third season Broadchurch was awesome <laughs> yeah very good they made it in america which i didn't think it was that bad but uh it didn't get picked up past us for a second season by the way of course you know that the lead actress of Broadchurch, the mom the main character who loses her son is now the doctor <laughs> on doctor who oh yeah that is uh jody whittaker <laughs> but anyway uh Charlotte Beaumont, mm, just <laughs> so uh, go watch the Windmill Massacre or Frankenstein or any other movies with windmills in it, which happens to be a staple of horror movies. And then they defeat it, and then the credits roll. These movies end very abruptly. Uh, they really do. <laughs> Universal monster movies also ended very abruptly, and sometimes modern day horror movies would end very abruptly. Like they would stop the killer. We'd get a couple seconds of like, I mean, look at the Quiet Place. After they they figure out how how to stop the monsters, the reason why the monsters don't like sound is because it it hurts them. So they they amp up the sound to kill the monsters. That's pretty much how the movie ends. The mom figures it out, and now they have a way to stop these creatures from trying to kill them. Yeah, it's not about being quiet. It's about making as much loud noise as you can. Uh, the Quiet Place too is currently filming. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought I heard that there was a sequel happening. That's pretty much all the notes I have for The Brides of Dracula. I think the only other thing I had that I wanted to touch on, which I thought was very interesting, is that apparently there were a few different endings, and one of them was going to be that the vampires were all going to be attacked by a swarm of bat, but it was too complicated and too expensive to film, so they went with the windmill scene. Interesting. (laughs) By the um, way, uh, Brides of Dracula has a novelization for it, which I am sure probably by Dean Owens. I guarantee I will not have the money to buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Barnes and Noble for fourteen ninety nine. I'm completely wrong. I oh, suspected shit. that. I, I guarantee this is probably a more recent edition of this novel. But yeah. according to BarnesandNoble.com, you can buy the novelization of the Brides of Dracula. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I- they added a bunch of stuff to it. Maybe. It just I think it's interesting. You can buy a copy of this book for fourteen ninety five in paperback. Right? <laughs> yeah. This won a Saturn Award. Not the movie itself, but the compilation that of uh, the box that it's on is with seven other hammer movies, won a Saturn Award for best DVD set. 
Oh, cool. I think this is the only way you can watch this movie is on this box set. It comes with like seven other Hammer movies, one of which, two of which we will get to eventually, or three of which, three or four of which we, I think we'll get to. The, the, the werewolf one, there's a Frankenstein movie on there, and then yeah. there's Kiss of the Vampire. Yes. Which I thought was the same movie as Lust for a Vampire, but that's a different Hammer movie. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, all of the Dracula movies are now available for us to review. They're all available on various formats of DVD and Blu-ray currently in print or at yes. least in print enough that – or out of print enough that they're not insanely expensive. Scars of Dracula is now on Amazon Prime for $3.99, but the Blu-ray is coming out from Scream Factory for $22 and it comes with a bevy of bonus material including two commentaries. Oh, yes. Two commentaries. Dracula Prince of Darkness also just came out from Scream Factory. It is the carried over material from the last time it got released on Blu-ray about three or four years ago, as well as new bonus material and another new commentary with film historians. The original commentary has Christopher Lee on it, as well as other cast members. The new commentary has the director and a film historian. Horror of Frankenstein is also coming out from Scream Factory with carried over bonus material plus new bonus material from Scream Factory. And the next movie we are going to be covering is Prince of Darkness, so we will talk about the bonus material on that. This film had no bonus material. None of the films on this box set have any bonus material. They're only the films themselves. Yeah, I actually, I ended up buying mine digitally because I just couldn't get it. I I was not sure how everything would go with the weather situation where I was at, so I just bought it digitally, but I still, I mean, I didn't have any access to any extra anything either nor could i find any online (laughs) the horror of dracula 1958 warner archive film is also a 4k scan of the film but no new bonus material screen factory seems to give a shit about bonus material whereas warner brothers is just like no don't forget you can check out the rest of the awesome films on on our website and we'll be back in a few weeks with the next episode of boobs blood and badasses the hammer horror podcast dracula prince of darkness thank you everybody thanks guys The Hammer Horror Podcast is part of the Dorkening Network. Check out the other great shows that we have here on the Dorkening Network. You can find all the various shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and on their Facebook, as well as on Twitter.